tell you what, this is the day the Lord has made. We'll rejoice. Come on and be glad in it. Glory to God. I love, love being with God's people. I'm telling you, there's just something special when we all get together and we begin to worship the Lord and bring heaven down in our midst because every single one of us need to touch a heaven house today. Can you say amen? Come on, let's just for a moment, if you're comfortable doing that, lift your hands up right now and list it together. Father, we thank you for each person gathered together in this house. You have called us from different walks of life. It's amazing our stories, if we could tell them all, where we came from. But Lord, where we came from is not as important as where we're going. We thank you. We are on our way to know you even in a better way. And Father, we give you praise today for everything you will accomplish both this morning, both services, and tonight. I just thank you it will be a special day for Coastal Family Church. Father, in the name of Jesus, we yield ourselves to you, to your mighty Holy Spirit, to do whatever you want to do. Move in any way you want to move. We will not rush you or force you or push you, but we will follow you. And we thank you for this privilege. Thank you for opening up every heart, that every heart will be a receptive heart, every ear a listening ear, that we will hear what the Spirit would say to us today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. It's good to have Brother Wayne Stevens with me today. Let's let him know you're glad he's here. Praise God. He has an incredible gift. He has the gift of psalmist. And it's amazing how he'll move sometimes in that gift and, and be such a blessing. I, I was thinking about today, you know, when, when I come up here, I, I just love Pastor Stephen and Tiff, and I just, they're just special. I love them. I love what they're doing. I'm proud of what I see when I come up here. You know, I'm old enough to be proud. I'll soon be 100, and I'm heading in, a, <laughs> not quite, but I will soon be 70, just a couple of months. And so uh, it, when, I, when I see younger people doing what's happened in this church on the Outer Banks, I'm so excited, I don't know what to do, because when I look out there, it brings tears to my eyes because I see miracle after miracle after miracle. I'd love to hear your story, because your story would be a miracle. But so is mine. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. It's, it's amazing what Jesus can do in a life that'll just simply say, Jesus, take all of the mess that I bring to you and make something out of it. And that's what he wants to do today. So as I was thinking about what is the one thing that I probably could contribute to this family church? What would be the one thing that would make a difference in every single person's life if we could just simply allow the Holy Spirit to convey this truth to us and to you? And so that's what I'm going to try to do today. Years ago, um, in old revival atmospheres, they would have an amazing way. The preachers would get kind of frothy at the mouth, and they'd get to preaching and making a lot of noise. And then every now and then they'd just stop and say, Can I get a witness? 
And when they do that, the whole congregation would holler out, Amen, or yes, praise the Lord, and they'd make all of this noise. But there's something powerful about the witness. The story is this. In Luke chapter 24, Jesus, of course, we've just come from the resurrection, and you all just celebrated Resurrection Sunday just a few weeks ago. And so this, we're going to go back for a few minutes for about a couple thousand years now. Right after the resurrection, there were two men that had been in Jerusalem over the Easter, what we call Easter weekend. It was amazing what they'd heard and what they'd seen. And they knew about Jesus. They knew that this man called Jesus had been hung on a cross. They knew that he'd that he had died and been put in a tomb. They knew all of this information. By the way, the, the historical information about the resurrection has more historical truth than most things we believe in antiquity. It is really true, the resurrection of Jesus, what it conveyed and what it does. So anyhow, these men are walking along. They're going along on a road to a little village called Emmaus. They're coming from Jerusalem. They'd been there that weekend. They're walking along and they're talking. And this stranger comes and joins in with them. And he says, what, what are you talking about? What is it that you're sharing? So they're telling about this man called Jesus that had actually been crucified. And they said, what is so strange? There's women that went to where they buried him, where they put this, this stone keep anybody from getting in there, and they found the stone was rolled away, and the body was gone, and they're talking about this. So they're going along, and, and, all, and of course, you know, Jesus is the one who's the stranger, and they don't know it yet. So they're walking along, they're talking to Jesus, he's talking to them, and uh, he's explaining them. And so, you know, a seven-mile journey, I mean, it me, it'd take me a while to walk seven miles, I don't know about it would take a little while to get there. And they're just going along, and, all, and, and after a while, they come to this little town, Emmaus. So without knowing this is Jesus, just thinking it's a stranger, they ask him, come stay with us. It's dust. It's getting dark. Come spend the night here, and, and we'll be hospitable to you. And so Jesus acted as though he's going on, and probably would have, would have without the invitation. I want to stop a minute and say, you always have to give Jesus an invitation. He'll come and he'll knock at your heart's door. He'll come and do everything he can to open your heart to touch you. But you have to receive his invitation. And so this is what was happening. He said, yeah, I'll I'll come in with you. So they're sitting there. And all of a sudden, he began to break bread with them. He starts to feed them. And all of a sudden... When they started doing this, their eyes were opened, and they knew that this was Jesus. And the minute they knew that it was Jesus, that very second, he disappeared from their midst. And they said, this is Jesus. He is alive. He is real. And so they got up, and they ran back, all the way back to Jerusalem. We have to go tell his disciples and apostles. We've got to go tell them that he really is alive. So they come in. They're standing in there, and they're saying, These ladies told you the truth. The disciples didn't even believe it. Jesus had said, this temple's going to be destroyed three days. It's going to be raised up. But they didn't believe it. And even when the women came and told them they'd seen him alive, they didn't believe it. And Peter even ran. Peter, you know, Peter, the one who cut off Malchus' ear, this this impetuous Peter, he runs and and, uh, he, he doesn't know what to think. You know, he sees that the tomb's empty, but he still wasn't sure what to think. 
These men from Emmaus came and said, the women were right. Peter's right. He's not in the grave. He's been risen. He's alive right now. And, and uh, he's standing in there telling them this, all of this stuff. And then, he, then they said this. And they said this among themselves. While he talked with us, did not our hearts burn within us? Luke 24, 32. When he talked with us, did not our hearts burn within us? Another word for burn, witness. Did not our hearts witness the truth of what he was sharing? And so what I want to talk about just for a little while today is the very fact that in every single person in this room who knows Jesus, his spirit bears witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. Yes, we come to him from hearing the gospel, the good news of Jesus. Our hearts are open through the gospel. And once the gospel comes, we have substance to believe with. And all of a sudden, we hear the message of the cross. We hear the message of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We hear the story, and all of a sudden, God comes and witnesses to our heart that this is the truth. And by faith, we reach out and we receive that truth that Jesus is the Christ. He's the true Son of God. He died on a cruel cross. He was buried. God raised Him from the dead, and He's alive right now. We believe that. We accept that. We embrace that. And then all of a sudden, He didn't expect us to just take that only. Even though it is His Word, even though it is powerful truth, He came behind that and He said, I'm going to give them something beyond just what they've heard. I'm going to let them know in their heart of hearts that that I am the Christ, that I am the true Son of the living God, that nothing formed against them is going to prosper if they'll open up their hearts and receive me. My Spirit will come in and seal them, and my Spirit will bear witness with them that they are a child of God. Come on, lift your hands and say, thank God. Let's say it this way, I can know that I know. Come on now, the louder you get, the better I'll do. Come on. That I can know that I know, that I know, I am a child of God. Oh, praise God. You can drive down the road in your car, and you can singing and worshiping the Lord. I got up one morning, I'll never forget it. I've been through a tough time. All of us go through tough times. If you're going through a tough time, it's just something you're going through. You're not going to stay there. And, uh, and, and I got up one morning, and I just started singing. Someone's been praying for me. Someone's been praying for me. He told them to, and they know what to do. Someone's been praying for me. I put that song in my heart with the witness in my heart that somebody had been praying for me. You wonder how you got where you are today? Somebody has prayed for you. You may not even know who it is. It could be a granny. It could be a parent. It could be a friend. It could be somebody you've never met. God could have awakened somebody in the middle of the night, and they prayed for you without even knowing it was for you. And somehow, where are you today? How did you get where you are today? Because somebody's been praying for you. Hallie, point yourself. Say, somebody has been praying for me. Now do this, he told them to, and they know what to do. Someone's been praying for me. So when I get this accumulation of thought, I begin to think about, is it just for 
the witness of the Spirit? Is it just a one-time thing that I'm saved and now I witness the Holy Spirit? But no, it's the witness to stay with you for life. It's the witness you have that helps you make right decisions. Praise God. I'm so glad I'm not in the, on this planet by myself. I'm so glad I have a helper. I'm so glad the Holy dwells on the inside of me and that I don't have to make the mistakes that I made before Christ. Hallelujah. How many of you have some BCs you can remember before Christ? Come on, how many of you have some of that? Aren't you glad you're after that now? Aren't you glad Jesus lives in your heart? Aren't you glad He shows you what to do and when you're so stupid you almost miss it? I remember one day I'd been like that and I'd almost missed it. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I almost missed it on that. And I heard something on my heart. Almost missing it is not missing it. Turn somebody say, almost missing it is not missing it. Aren't you glad for that? What is the difference between almost missing it and not missing it? It is called Holy Spirit. He the inside of you. He either bears witness to the truth of it, or he corrects you, or he checks you. He says, look, this is not the way I've chosen for you. All of us are on a path. How many of you know you're on a path in your life? I want you to know something. God cares about your life as much as he cares about my life. He cares about my life as much as he does somebody else I highly honor. God himself lives on the inside of us, and he has plans and purposes for every life. But the way we're going to find the path is through the witness of the Holy Spirit. His Spirit, the same way he witnesses that I'm a child of God, is the same he witnesses to me to take this job or to do this business or to marry this person or not to marry this person or whatever the case may be. His spirit bears witness with my spirit to do something or not to do it. To check that or to give you that sense. You say, what does that sense feel like? It's a knowing. The best way I can tell you, it's a knowing. For instance, I absolutely love my wife, B. I love her. You know, it's kind of odd when you've been married this many years, you're still really in love. I really love her. I mean, genuinely love her. But how do I know that to tell you that? I just know it. There's a feeling inside me I can't explain to anybody that there's a knowing in me that I love her. When you fell in love with the person you're in love with, how did it happen? You, you can't say that it was something mental. No, it may have started there. It may have been attractional. But after time, what was attractional became something that started happening inside you. You started loving each other. And that's exactly, it's a knowing. It's a knowing. And so I say that for this reason. You're trying to put, you're trying to take heaven words and put them into earthly terms. And it's not always easy. Because it, it, it's a sense. It, it, it is a knowing. Have you ever gone to do something and, and it was just like there, there was just something in you just, just kind of gnawing at you? you, you it just wasn't right. It, you just shouldn't do that. You, you're moving in a certain direction, not the right direction. And, and, and all of a sudden, you, you say, I'm not supposed to go down that path. Yes, I almost missed it, but I don't have to. So I'm saying to you this morning, you don't ever have to make another mistake in your life in the sense of buying the wrong property getting the wrong job, marrying the wrong person. You say, well, it's too late. I'm already married. Well, yes, and he'll help you in that even right now. Can you say, I remember years ago when my wife and I, I mean, I was ready to bring her back to Juan Cheese and leave her. I'm just telling you, we lived in Lakeland, Florida. I was so fed up with her and she, we never had a problem loving each other. I'm getting along. 
And uh, so, I, I mean, I'm riding down Bartow Highway from Florida, and I'm planning it out. I'm going to take her back to Rexy's house. I'm going to drop her off. And I was pretending we were going on vacation. She's home packing up, getting ready to go on vacation. She thought vacation. It was a long vacation I had planned. I had planned to leave her right there in Juan Cheese. Now, I was going back to Lakeland and by myself. Had it all planned out, mapped out, planned out. Wasn't about somebody else. We weren't either one interested in somebody else. It just we couldn't get along. Ah, you're getting quiet on me there. You don't even want to look at that person beside you. So as I was going down the road, Bartow Highway, all of a sudden, Holy Spirit came in the car with me. He said, son, you're not fighting flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. All of a sudden, first time in my life, I knew that I knew that I knew that my battle was not my wife. It was the enemy trying to destroy us. God's looking to the future. The Holy Spirit's looking at the future. Satan can see some things in the future. And all of a sudden, he's realizing things are they're turning towards God. He doesn't like that. So he comes and he tries to divide us up and, trouble, and, and try to intercept what God was doing. But I have news for you. It's like being a big football game. When the quarterback throws that thing in the air, somebody's going to try to intercept that pass. I want to tell you something through prayer. We can intercept the pass of the enemy. He may throw it at you. He may come at you one way, but he has to flee before you seven ways. I thank God his plans get disrupted, but it's by the power of the Holy Spirit that's within us. Thank God for the Spirit of the living God. Punch somebody and say, the Spirit of God lives inside me. He'll lead me. He'll guide me. He'll show me what to do. See, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. They don't wonder. Voice and you don't know what it means. It's not Jesus. When he comes, you know that you know that you know that you know. Should I take this job? You will know that you know that you know. Should I marry this man? You will know that you know. Oh, I, I, you know, being a pastor now for 40 some years, I've seen a lot of mistakes people make. I remember one time there was this young lady in our church, and we thought the world of her. She was a lady of prayer. She loved Jesus with all of her heart. She's getting ready to marry this guy, and I just know that I know that it's wrong. And I tried to guide her. You know, you don't want to put the other person down because somebody, sometimes it's not necessarily that there's something wrong with either one of them. They're just not meant to be together. How many of you know that? Oh, it's gotten quiet in here. So I had to do the wedding. And had to is the best term I can give you because I didn't want to. And I'm standing there literally performing this wedding with tears running face. And I'm thinking, I can't do this. This is embarrassing. I can't. But I knew that I knew. You know, I had to do it. You're being requested to do it. You're a pastor. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, I realized this girl is making the mistake of her life. And she did. She made a horrible mistake. And it was hell to pay after that. But later, she said to me, if I'd have just listened, if I'd have just listened to the Lord, if I'd have just listened to you, 
you know, I'm not there to tell her what to do. The Holy Spirit's the one to tell her what to do. But sometimes, how many of you have had a friend, you just knew they're making a wrong choice. You just knew it. Let me see your hand. You knew it, and you tried to redirect them or to encourage them, and they just weren't hearing you. You know, love's blind. You ever heard that? I don't know why I'm on this today. It's not in my notes. I, well, I hadn't even looked at my notes, so it, it's, but it's not in there. Sometimes in life, God is wanting to rescue us from heading on a wrong road. And if you'll just let him do that, the witness is for more than knowing you're saved. It's knowing, it's for knowing that's a wrong choice or that's a right choice. His spirit bears witness with my spirit. And Romans 8, 14 says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, so we should be being led by the spirit of God. These are the sons of God. And so he wants to lead you. How many of you in this room would say to me, I thank God for the leading of the Holy Spirit? Let me, let me just see your hand. How many of you can say in this room, I know what that lead, I know what you're talking about, but I have definitely missed it at times. I, I, if I could, I'd put my feet up too. I don't, have, I don't have space to do that. But it's all of it connected. All of it. And so I, I just brought this today. I don't, I don't know what we'll do tonight. It's going to go a little different tonight. But I want to say this because this has been working in my heart. Every Christian, whether they're a Methodist Christian, a Christian Nazarene, a Christian Presbyterian, a Christian Episcopal, everybody who's born of the Spirit, everybody has the Spirit of God in them. Um, I'll give you an example. Methodist lady right there in Wan Chi's, Miss Texie Meekins. She's now in heaven. Miss Texie Meekins one day heard the Lord say to her, go down to Mert's house. Mert was my grandmother. My grandmother was keeping a little three-year-old boy that day, and she had run over to my granddad's little grocery store to pick something up. Back then, you didn't have to be as careful as you are today, and she just left this little boy playing. And he'd gone in the barn and uh, banging on an old upright piano, and that real heavy lead had fallen down on his fingers. And this Methodist lady heard the Lord say, go down to Mert right now. She wasn't a Pentecostal. She was a Methodist Christian. A Christian. A real Christian with fruit. She heard the Spirit of God say, Go down to Mertz. She gets to my Mertz, and all of a sudden she hears this little boy screaming. Found his fingers just flat. That little boy was me. I was three years of age. They played the tape of that at her funeral because it's a true story. It truly happened, being led of the Holy Spirit. There's power in being led of the Spirit. It rescues us from danger. It gets us off of a road that might be a road of destruction. It turns us around. Thank God for the leading and the witness of the Holy Spirit. And it's not something you've got to conjure up. It's something you already have. All you've got to do is allow it to be activated in you. You know, like these, these new smartphones. I think they're dumb phones. But anyhow, they call them smartphones. They have all of this stuff. All you've got to do is activate it. Well, already living in you much smarter than a smartphone is the Holy Spirit. He knows everything 
He's going to take you and show you things that you need to know to help you make good choices in life. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Hallelujah. There are waters where you need to go, and there's waters where you don't need to go. But he'll never lead you into brown pastures. He'll never lead you where there's no life and nutrients. He always leads you where there's success and blessing. God is good. He's always good, and if it's not good, it's not God. Punch somebody and say, if it's not good, it's not God. You got any scripture for that? James 1, 16. If, and, and I love this because he's telling us right now, every good gift, every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So I want you to say out loud, if it ain't good, it ain't God. Now, if you like grammar better, if it's not good, it's not God. That's fine. But listen, if it's not good, it's not God. When God leads, he leads you to green pastures. He wants to bless you. So now let's talk about the church for a minute. I have something in my spirit about this church. I don't know when it's going to come out. It probably is not going to be in this service. I don't know yet. But, you know, you, that's what following the Holy Spirit is about. But I know something is on the horizon. I, I don't know. It hasn't taken pure shape in me. That's your pastors to decide. But I know God has something special for this house. Now, it'll be just as important that you bear witness to what He has as it is to bear witness to what you have. Years ago, the Lord was leading me to, build, to buy a new building. This is, this is years ago. Our church hadn't been, we were only 18 months old. And uh, this county courthouse was right across from where I'd started our church. And uh, I kept getting the sense in my heart that God wanted us to buy that building. I was renting a building at the time. And it was no more than just walking out to your parking lot. It was that close. The, the office in that building was a jail cell. When I, when I moved in that building, I moved into a jail cell because that, that's what it had been. It had been a county courthouse. And so anyhow, I just kept getting in my heart, go buy that building. Then I went and looked at a much bigger building. I went in and looked at that. And all of a sudden, I heard the Spirit of God say to me, the cloud has not moved. You stay with the cloud. I knew what he was saying to me. Maybe that might be something in the future, but right now, I'm going to lead you right to this. And so, to make a long story short, I went and made contact with the people that owned the building, unbeknowing to me, it was a man that I had actually sold an organ to, and I was in the piano and organ business years before ministry. He, his name was Quinn Yancey. He was state's attorney there in our area, and he owned the building along with two other partners. And so anyhow, I talked to him about it. He said, I'd be happy to sell it to you. And he just told me how much down it was. And that he said, we'll carry the paper for you. Anyhow, make a long story short, we remodeled that, moved into that. And now I had no more than been in that building just a few months when the Lord said, now I want you to go with the cloud. The cloud was the other building. Now, you say, that doesn't make any sense. Sometimes his leading doesn't make a lick of sense. How many of you know that? So let, but let me tell you where it did make sense. 
Once we made an offer on the round building of the property we're actually in now, except we've built a new sanctuary since then, but, but on that grounds, on that grounds, uh, it was a church market. So it wasn't as hot as what I had bought, which was a commercial building. And to make a long story short, because I want you to hear it, the Lord allowed me to trade that building in on the next building, but I still didn't have any money. I want you to hear this, because money is important, but you don't always have to have much. <laughs> I hope, I'm trying to go so fast, because I, 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 I don't want to overdo it here, but, but uh, I, I had this sense. So when I went to step into that jail cell, that's why I told you about it, I was on the outside, I went to open the door to go on the inside, I just said, because I knew the Lord was leading me to do it, I just said to the Lord, Lord, how are we going to pay for this? Do it. How are we going to pay for this? And the Lord spoke to me. He said, transfer collateral. I go back to the man that had sold up the building on credit. And I said, will you allow me to let this be like a paid-off building and you transfer this mortgage over to the other building. He said, Reggie Scarborough, if there's anybody else on the earth, I'd say no, but I'm going to say yes to you. Thank God for favor. Can you say amen? And we moved from that building to an absolutely gorgeous facility, and the only money we had to come up with at the time was $150,000. And that sounds like a lot, but, but I mean, it could have been a whole lot more than that. And we did that within a year, and all of it was done. To God be the glory. Great things He has planned for you. Hallelujah. Great things He's planned for this house. There's plans in the works that I know nothing about, but I know this, that if God be God, while I'm along on the outer banks, I'm thinking, Lord, where are they going to go? What is it you have planned for them? It could be right here. It could be somewhere else. But I know that I know in my knower that he has something just about ready for you, about ready to break, and I'm excited about it, and I've been waiting for something I could sow some money into. Hallelujah. And I want you to know this. He'll probably want to take an offering for me. I'm not receiving it today. I want to preach from my heart, and I don't want anybody to think, ah, oh, he's wanting a good offering. I don't want an offering. I'm not getting an offering. I didn't get one the last time I came. I'm not getting one this time. I won't receive an offering. I come because I love you. You're my people. We're the same people where many of us have the same roots. I just want to be a part of you. I'm excited about what God is doing in your house great things he's planned and it all goes back to following the Holy Spirit. Don't make a dumb decision and you won't when you follow the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Come, will you lift your hands up and say, Lord, I want to be led by the Spirit of the living God. I don't want my own way. Say, yes, Lord, I do. That's not even the truth. I do want my own way, but I don't want my own way. What do you mean by that? I want God's way. I want to do it God's way. Yes, my flesh wants to go one way, but my spirit is pulling me in another way. I don't want what my flesh wants. I want what God wants, and I want you as a church. Not just you individually, but it is also you individually. I found this. I say this to our church all the time. Just as it is in this house, talking about the church, so is it in my house. We have confessed that for 30 years in our church. Just as it is in this house, so is it in my house. We've been 32 years 
We've never had a bill due that we didn't have the money for on time or ahead of time, every time. And it goes back to doing exactly what I'm sharing with you this morning is when I almost miss it, I trust the Lord to show me that I won't miss it so that he'll lead me where it's green and prosperous and right and blessing. Hallelujah. Because he, if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. He's no respecter of person. If he loves me, he loves you. If he loves you, he loves me. He loves us. Aren't you glad for that? We have passed from death unto life and we know that we know that we know it because we love the brethren. Glory to God. And there's just something special and real and right about the Spirit of God. And I want everybody in this room to know you can follow the Holy Spirit. And as your church as the house you will prosper. Because let me tell you, there's only two things that God ever did. He ordained the family. Family is the idea of God. They're talking about the day. It wasn't God's plan. God's plan is for a family. A man and a woman get married, bear children. I'm just saying generally. And that, that's how God leads. And then he did something else. He said, now so that I can take care of them spiritually, I'm going to give them a church. I'm going to give them a house. And so they go worship God. They come in on the Sabbath day. They worship the Lord. They come in special meetings. They'll come and you're part of the house. Why did he do that? Because he cares about you. He cares about your family. And you're connected to each other. Your house and this house are connected. And so when God is leading this house, he'll also lead your house. Praise God. Because there's something special getting ready to happen in this house. It's big. It's good. It's going to be God. You're going to be a part of it. Can you say amen? I don't know when it is or even what it is. I just know that it is. Glory to God. And that's good enough for me. Praise the Lord. How many of you want to be part of what God's doing, whatever it is? Just lift your hands and thank him. Could we do that? Wayne, let's just hear something from you. Sing a tune that fits this occasion. This I can sing now like, uh, I don't know what you call it. Nightingale wouldn't be the right word, but anyhow, he can sing. You will hear it in just a minute. Go ahead, Brother Wayne. Yes. Lord, yes, yes, to your will and to your way. Come on, I'll say yes. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will, I trust, will you. trust you and obey. When your, spirit. when your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree. And my answer. And my answer will be yes. Lord All right, do this with me. Come on, let's just do this together. Lift your oh, hands with me. Oh, I say yes, Lord. Sing it yes, with us. To your will and to your I'll will. say yes. I'll say yes, Lord. Yes. I will trust you. I will trust you and obey. When your spirit, when your spirit speaks, speaks to, me. to me. With my whole heart. With my whole heart, I'll agree. And my answer. And my answer will be. Lord, yes. One more time. Come on. Oh, oh hallelujah. Yes, Lord, yes. Let's stand up, everybody, to for your just a will and to your way. Oh, yes. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust I you. I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree. And my answer. And my answer will be. Lord, yes. And just say that answer will be yes.
Lord, yes. Oh, hallelujah. Father, I thank you for these precious people. The single people, the married people, the younger people, the older people. All of us in this house together today, I pray in the name of Jesus that your perfect plan will unfold. Your plan is good and perfect and acceptable. They're genuinely precious people in this house. And Lord, you desire to lead them to green pastures. You desire to lead them beside the still waters. You desire to restore their souls. Some are troubled in mind, frightened of the future. But Father, you want to bring peace to the mind and the heart. I thank you that as we follow you, we can cast the whole of our cares over on you. If someone's going through something today, they don't know what they're going to do. That young lady, that older man, doesn't know what they're going to do. I pray in the name of Jesus that it will become clear. You will clear it up for them. Let me interrupt my prayer. Look at me just a minute. Anybody in here ever had a fish aquarium? Let me see your hand. Have you ever had a fish aquarium? How many of you know what it's like to get up some morning and everything's all upside down and, uh, and all of a sudden it's cloudy? You can't see. The ammonia got too high. Something went wrong during the night and all of a sudden you can't see. It's a cloudy mess. If, you, if you've ever owned an aquarium, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, I used to get so frustrated with that. One day I was in a store and I saw this little stuff called clear out. And all it takes is a couple of drops of clear out, and all of a sudden, what's cloudy becomes clear. That's what needs to happen in your spirit right now. What seems cloudy can all of a sudden become clear because the Holy Spirit begins to drop in there. And all of a sudden, what looked like something I can't see clearly, all of a sudden becomes clear. Hallelujah. Come on and let Him know, I'm that person with the cloud thought. I'm that person that I'm not sure about. Just let him know how you feel today because he loves you and he only wants you to acknowledge him in all of your ways and he'll direct your path. Glory to God. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding but in all of your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Point to yourself say he will direct my path. Because you love me and you care about me. Hallelujah. Now let's pray again. Come on. And Father, I thank you right now that your spirit is bearing witness with truth today. You said, however, when the spirit of truth has come, he will lead you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but as he hears, he will speak. And show us things to come. Thank you for showing these precious people your direction, your way, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.
Tiffany, are you coming now? Pastor, are you coming? God bless you guys. Thank you. I love seeing you. Hope to see you again soon. Good night, maybe. Some of you.